Walks like an animal, talks like an animal, must be an animal. Come here, the animal, talking animal, talking animal. Good morning. This is Talking Animals. My guest today is Fred Willard, comedian, actor, writer, and improviser extraordinaire who delivered a legendary performance in Best in Show, the classic uh, Christopher Guest-directed mockumentary set at a dog show, portraying TV commentator Buck Laughlin, who reprised that role in a fundraiser for an organization called Actors and Others for Animals, being held September 28th in Universal City. He's also lent his talents to other animal organizations, including PETA, Farm Sanctuary. We'll hear about those things and an array of other topics in a conversation with Willard I recorded Monday. We're also going to rejigger the show's format a touch today, moving the comedy corner near the beginning of the program, expressly so we can play a clip from Best in Show, sort of a Fred Willard highlight reel from that film, before we hear the interview with Fred. That's all coming up in a moment here on Talking Animals. First, though, I'd like to remind you that WMS Fall Fun Drive starts two weeks from tomorrow. So we really hope we can count on you supporting Talking Animals and me. If you like the show, appreciate guests like Fred Willard and the ones whose names aren't so recognizable, we ask that you consider making an early pledge to support us. How about today? One way to do that is donating via our tip jar on the Talking Animals page on WMNF.org. You just go to WMNF.org. In the upper left-hand corner, there's a dark box where you can click on Full Schedule. Once the whole program uh, schedule grid opens up, just click on Talking Animals. Wednesdays at 9, obviously. And at the top, you'll see the tip jar. Click on that. Drop in uh, your donation. Any amount is greatly appreciated. And uh, you can also go to the uh, Talking Animals Facebook page or my personal Facebook page. And just below uh, this morning's uh, post about Fred Willard in the uh, first comment section, I've uh, included a, a link there to the tip jar. So, or you can just email me at duncan at wmnf.org and we'll handle your pre-pledge directly. So, as always, we'll have some exclusive thank you gifts that you can only get by supporting Talking Animals, ranging from insanely good tickets to see the Eagles at Tampa Bay Times Forum to copies of Genius of Dogs by Dr. Brian Hare, signed by Hare. Uh, I guess last month on Talking Animals. So all that uh, back onto the show later in the program. We'll uh, in name that animal tune. We'll be giving away a pass for a tour of Big Cat Rescue, the sanctuary in Tampa, housing more than 100 rescued big cats. So right now, though, let's step into the Talking Animals comedy corner. This is a clip from Best in Show featuring our guest Fred Woolard on today's comedy corner on Talking Animals. She is really giving them a thorough going over. Are all judges that thorough? I mean, yes, she looks yes. at the teeth. It's very important that all the attributes are examined. Uh, teeth, eyes, Runs ears, gums. Am I seeing right? Where is she putting her hands now? Uh, she's just checking out the dog's uh, testicular area to make, sure, <laughs> uh, to make sure that, uh, that everything is intact. Hate to go out on a date with Judge uh, Edie Franklin, have her judge me. That would be no fun. Would you please take your dog down and back for me, please? Now she's having the dogs. Why do they have them run away from them and then back up? What's the point of that? What are they looking for? They're looking for the gait and movement of the uh -huh. dog. And it's very important to see the small angles. So uh, Edie will be checking out this in particular. Good way to judge a woman. Have her run away from you and then run back. Now those <coughs> birds on Connaby Street. <laughs> yes. I'm used to seeing them run away from me more often than <laughs> run towards me. Yeah. Uh, now what is that? Is that that's a... Uh, a bloodhound, isn't it? I think this is a tremendous dog, and I would say maybe in two to three years this could be a champion dog. But I just think it may be a tad immature for this year. Just trying to get a little playing time in. And take your dog down and back for me, please. Now, you know what would be funny? I don't know if they can do this, uh, uh, just an idea off the top of my head. 
Why did he put the blood on, put on one of those Sherlock Holmes hats and put a little pipe in his mouth? Are they ever allowed to do anything like that, dress up a dog in a funny way? No, that's, uh, that's not quite what the uh, purpose of these shows but is. But I think it would really get the crowd going. You know, you know what I mean? The Sherlock Absolutely, Holmes hat yes. with the pipe. I don't know if you could make it look like smoke's coming out of the pipe. I think that would be a little dangerous. <laughs> I'd get a kick out of it. Now that looks like a fast dog. Is that faster than a greyhound? Well, if you put him in a race, who would come in first? If you had a little jockey on him going. Uh, let me ask you this. If you're going to put him on a football team, which would be your wide receiver? Which would be your tight end? Who can go the farthest, the fastest? Well, I, I don't know any dogs that play football. <laughs> I'm having some fun with you. Having some fun with us, too, I dare say. That was a snippet of Best in Show, collecting a few, but by no means all of the wonderful moments delivered in that film by Fred Willard as Buck Laughlin. So now let's hear Willard as Willard, Willard himself, in an interview uh, recorded Monday. This is indeed Fred Willard on Talking Animals. All right, well, let's uh, welcome to Talking Animals Fred Willard. Thanks so much uh, for joining us today on uh, Talking Animals, Fred. Well, it's a pleasure. Thanks. So now, if I'm not mistaken, it's, uh, I think it's your birthday Wednesday, the, the day this actually airs. So well, let me hasten and wish you a, a happy birthday. Well, thank you. Yes, uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, what could be better than uh, being on the radio on my birthday. Well, of course. Now, are you a guy who, apart from being on the radio, uh, enjoys celebrating his birthday, or kind of more more low key about it? Well, we're low key. Actually, we're in uh, Kona, Hawaii. Wow. So it's going to be kind of uh, low key. Sometimes, if we're home, we'll have a few friends over. We we have a couple of big parties a year, but I, I kind of like to keep it low key. Sure. Now, so is the is the Kona trip specifically uh, a birthday related adventure? Yeah, yeah, kind, yeah, kind of. My wife said, "Let's." Uh, we've never been here, and um, we've been to Honolulu, but uh, it's it's very beautiful here, and it's um, kind of remote, and uh, it's very nice, and uh, and so, so you, it, it, it's it's good to kind of get away and, and forget about a birthday too. That's, that's I never right. understand people celebrating birthdays and, and New Year's because it means another year has passed. Right. Right, but sometimes, yeah, you just want to like maybe stretch out on the beach or uh, yeah, <laughs> so do some snorkeling. And uh, now, is that do you guys snorkel and do all that kind of stuff? I or? like to snorkel and I like to swim in the ocean. Yes, nice. my wife's more of a, a pool person. But right, uh, okay, yeah, because I, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but I think if I ran into you uh, snorkeling, my first impulse might be to look around and for for a camera crew and maybe uh, Christopher Guest or somebody <laughs> thinking, hey, I, I might be being spoofed here in some way. Yeah, part uh, part of Fred Willard's reality show. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so so there are a handful of things uh, I'm hoping to, to discuss with you, Fred. And but but ostensibly we're here chiefly to discuss animals and a major benefit, of course, that you're involved with later this month. So let's uh, let's get into some of that stuff now. So so some people are are kind of nuts about animals as kids. Some come to it later in life. Some come to it by marriage. Uh, well, what about you? Well, I've always been—I've always loved animals. When I, I, the only dog I ever had, I was a little boy, and I had a little cocker spaniel that I called Bingo, and I loved him. But we lived in the city, and um, uh, he ran across the street one day. I don't know how he survived. He just ran right under a car. Oh wow! And uh, my dad said, "No, we got to send him away." So uh, we sent him off with a family who had a farm. I was in Cleveland, Ohio. This is, uh, you know miles out of town, and I, I, I said to the people, I said, can I come and visit him every weekend? They said, oh, yes, and um, I never did visit him, you know, but I, I always remember him as a cute little puppy, and I think he was probably much happier out on a farm. Right, but it sounds like that kind of spawned your, your early uh, love uh, for animals, even if you couldn't uh, stick stick with bingo. So, so Fred, one of the reasons I uh, have the opportunity to speak with you today is is you're playing a central role at a major fundraiser later this month for an uh, organization. Actors that has and a... Others for Animals, yes. Yeah, and, uh, so tell, tell us a little bit about that organization. Well, their, their goal is to spay and neuter animals. And I, I've got involved with several animal-oriented groups, uh, PETA and uh, Farm Sanctuary, groups that, uh, that, that are just to help animals who, you know, really can't help themselves. Sure. And um, this event... Uh, I don't know if you remember the the uh, movie Best in Show, the the Christopher Guest movie. Oh my um, goodness, absolutely! I, I I definitely want to get into that with you at some point, but I know I know you're sort of reprising uh, reprising the role there in a way. Yeah, right? um, it, me and the the actor named Jim Pittick, who was my co-host there, we're going to judge these celebrities' uh, dogs and pick out the, the Best in Show, which dog is the most lovable or the most uh, 
I, I have a feeling all the dogs are going to get a little, some kind of an award. Sure. Yeah, I think just by virtue of participating. Just like, Absolutely. Uh, just like and we have some um, great guests coming in. My friend Ed Begley Jr. and uh, Weird nice. Al Yankovic and uh, Tippi Hedren, who's a big animal activist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've uh, had her on the show. Sinatra, which is uh, very impressive. I think that's, um, let's see, that would be Frank's daughter. Right. Who I met once, and I was very pleased to meet her at the Hollywood Bowl, and she came up to me with her son and said, oh, we're big fans of yours. I was very, I, I, I stood there talking to her, and I said, I can't believe I'm talking to Nancy Sinatra. Wow. And Frank's uh, grandson. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so, the actress Susan Sullivan and Leonard Malton, who, who has his uh, movie review, so hopefully he'll give us a nice review somewhere, wherever he's reviewing. Probably instantaneously, I would hope. Yeah, he'll give it a, you know, a nice review, right, as he's, as he's there. But um, Yeah, and Susan Sa- Sullivan is on uh, the show Castle. Right. And um, just to and, get the business out of the way, you can get tickets at, by going to the uh, website actorsandothers.com. Right. Um, it's and, September 28th. It's a luncheon, so your evening is free. You just go and uh, I've been to, to several of these. They're, they're a lot of fun. They're uh, fairly informal. Semi, you know, you, it's not a picnic type thing. It's uh Right. Well, no, it's at the, uh, well, we're, I guess, on the specifics. Yeah, it's at the Universal Hilton and Towers Ballroom, so that sounds pretty fancy. But it's but it's a daytime event, so there's, I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's, you know, cocktails and I think a silent auction and either a gourmet vegetarian or vegan lunch and then... Uh, yeah. And then the program. So, so the thing that you guys will be reprising your role on, if, if I if I understand this correctly, is people will have made videos of their yes. of their pets, and then and we'll be... view them and comment on them. Yeah, in our inane way, and um, so it should should be fun uh, all around. For sure, and then um, and then actors and an- others for animals. Just just uh, I love to delve in a little bit more of them because one of the things that I, I, I find really uh, fascinating about them is is just that their history i mean how, how far back the the actors and, and others extends in terms of their their uh, support of, of animals and spay and neuter and just animal welfare i mean that's there's so many sort of uh showbiz types jumping in a high profile animal campaigns where sometimes it's, you're not sure who's being helped more the the, the career or the animal but but these guys, you guys, have uh, been doing this, I think, since the early 70s, right? Early 70s. I read about it, and it said Richard Basehart, the, the actor, and his wife were driving down the freeway and saw someone just throw uh, a puppy out on the, the freeway. Yeah. And they were so incensed uh, that they decided to, to, to form this organization. That was long before I got involved. I've just been involved for about the last three or four years. And it's um, it's a wonderful, just a wonderful uh, charity. You know, anything involving animals um, yeah is um is good we we have a cat now who uh, kind of adopted us and uh he came around i think he was abandoned someone who moved out of our neighborhood and so my wife took him in and uh he's a sweet cat is that mittens mittens yes and he just had a thyroid problem and they had to give him radiation so we brought him home and for about 10 days um, you know, we have to treat him very gingerly. So when we get, the minute we get home, we're going to finally let him out in the yard. He loves to go out and uh, play. But he's uh, he's been kind of housebound for a week or so, and he's taken to it very well. Oh, that's he's good. A very polite kitten, a very polite cat. So uh, and and mittens with a Z, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, because we thought it was a female at first, so it's mittens with an S. <laughs> I see. Okay. All right. I got you. So now, is your, um, what is your show called? Talking. It's called Talking animals. animals. In fact, I was just going to let people know who might just be tuning in that um, this is Talking Animals. If you just tuned in, my guest is a comedian actor, Fred Willard, who uh, will uh, sort of be reprising his best of show role in a fundraiser for actors and others for animals uh, to be held September 28th in Universal City. Uh, this conversation was, was recorded Monday. So, Fred, yeah, you mentioned uh, already that, that you have involvement in other animal organizations, uh, PETA being one of them. In fact, um, you made some wonderful clips for PETA, including one under lining the message to adopt and never buy an animal and uh not surprisingly these clips are just you know funny and engaging and and you know humor being a quality that can sometimes be kind of lacking in the animal rights world how yes. did those videos come about and how big of a hand did you have in creating them uh, i think they created them and uh, I, I forget what i did um but the, the more i mean if you go to one of these events like i remember we went to farm sanctuary in new york right or or a peter event 
they're very nice, and they bring animals up on the stage, and people tell nice stories about animals, and then they show videos that they took of how animals are mistreated, and they're very hard to watch. Right, and for if, sure. If you're not, um, if you don't want to get involved, then you know you you you're going to want to get involved once once you see what people do uh, to animals. For sure. A farm sanctuary itself isn't against eating animals. What they're against is the cruelty to the animals from the time they're born to the time they're sent to market. And, um, you know, that's the least we can do is, is treat them well until... Uh, you know, I like to think these, these animals uh, are like... Uh, it's that old little Abner animal, whatever it was, that uh, enjoyed being eaten. But, uh, you know, it's, it's the nature, the human nature cycle. Um, there are a lot of vegetarians and vegans. I, I, I myself eat meat and all, but... But um, you got to treat them. Uh, got to treat them kind. And every once in a while, you hear some ter- terrible story. For sure. Uh, about what someone's done to an animal. I, I, it's just I can't even comprehend it. But uh, right. And I and I read somewhere. Uh, I think an interview uh, you'd done a while back um, that you were pondering doing something more on behalf of animals. Like I think by way of example, you'd mentioned maybe helping uh, either like uh, the campaign in the seal hunt or some of the, the anti-whaling efforts. Are, what are your thoughts on this uh, at that point? At this point. Oh yeah, I oh I'm 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 in favor of all that. I I if I was I'm about a step away from going out on one of those anti-whaling boats or uh, yeah going up to Alaska to save the seals. You know, you, you see those things. You, you can't even uh, believe that uh, the things people do, killing elephants just for their trunks and. Um, the ivory, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's awful for sure. So, so Fred, per- per- perhaps inevitably on a show about animals uh, and or a place where where comedy fans are present, I think we're almost required by law to ask a little bit more about best in show. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I, 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 I think I have a general sense of how how Christopher Guest, you know, films work, and part of that has been working with much the same ensemble cast from movie to movie, but. But specifically, how does it work determining who will take which role? And, for example, I mean, how did you get cast as Buck Laughlin? I mean, how much of this was because you were kind of an animal guy, and how much of this was because you and Christopher Guest thought, hey, you'd be the right comedic man for, for the job? Yeah, the animal thing had nothing to do with it. Christopher just called and told me uh, about the idea. And okay. He sent me a tape of the Westminster Dog Show. Right. That um, uh, Joe Garagiola was the color man, and he said, "You'll you'll play that part, and you'll notice he's taken no effort to learn anything about dogs." <laughs> uh, so I, I played the tape, and I got it kind of got in Joe Garagiola's rhythm. Yeah. And um, uh, you know, he suggested what I was. He said you were probably a coach of a. Division three football team, but I expand a little more the fact that I was a professional athlete for a while, and uh, my attitude was that everyone in the world watching the show would be very interested in my physical um, uh, accomplishments as opposed to the dogs. And, uh, right, like how much you could bench press. Or, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought is kind of funny because, um, you know, the, the people are watching a dog show, but they're really interested in me and my uh, my my. Uh, accomplishments. Right, so, um, so the only preparation really was, was watching the Joe Garagiola. I mean, you didn't uh, attend dog shows or study other no, broadcasts? No, no, but we got there the, a day ahead of time. We filmed it in Vancouver, and the day before, it, uh, he took us out to the site where we were, the arena, and he showed us film of what he'd filmed already of the dogs coming through, and he says, this is what you'll be looking at tomorrow, supposedly. Okay. So the next day, we Jim and I just sat there, and they moved the extras around behind us, and we were looking at nothing, just an empty arena. And he'd say, okay, here comes this kind of dog, here comes that. Oh, and wow. I assumed, because I was the, the, just the color guy, I said, a lot of my stuff is going to be cut or you know, left on the cutting room floor yeah. or just voiceover. So I pulled out every joke I could think of, every non-sequitur, every comment, and he used um, pretty much, pretty almost all of it. And in watching the show, uh, by the time I got done, I said, I'm glad he stopped there. I just about had enough of myself. I just wish he'd, he'd shown Jim and I uh, leaving the auditorium at the end with a few final comments. But I think it was about his most popular, most successful show. Everyone seems to have loved it. Oh, that. yeah. Well, and you know what's amazing to me, as, as a huge longtime fan of that film, um, and to preparing to speak with you today, I back and watch it, and, and to realize how little actually that you're on screen, like maybe 20 minutes, and yet that the movie is yours, really. Yeah, well, it came at a good time with a lot of excitement and a lot of, uh, you know, as a, as a broadcaster. Yeah. And um, 
talking about animals, I don't know how much time you have. I, I have a kind of a funny story. I was on a show called Real People. I don't know if you remember that. Of George course. Goddard yeah, show. yeah, that goes back, yeah. And um, he sent me out to, to cover a woman who claimed she had a talking cow. Okay. So I was all excited. So we flew to Sacramento and drove a station wagon, the crew, to the farm. And I met the lady. I said, I understand you have a cow that talks. And she said, um, uh, well, he was until about a week ago. I said, uh-oh. So she took us out. She says, he always talks when he's hungry. He'll say, I'm hungry. Feed me. Feed me. She says, he'll talk when he's hungry. So she went up with a hay, and she says, are you ready to eat? Are you hungry? And the cow just stood there, and suddenly she just threw him the food. And I said, well, wait a minute. Let's get him to talk. So I ended up doing the story with a microphone trying to interview the cow. Uh, trying to explain to him that he was on an NBC show and how prestigious it would be. So then we started to leave, and she said, you know, a uh, a spaceship landed on our farm about a month ago, and our producer, we were loading up the station wagon, he just stopped for a minute, and he said, we'll get that story another time. Yeah. So we came back home, and I, I came home, and I, my wife said, how'd the story go? I said, not too well, the, the cow didn't talk. Right. So you didn't really expect it to talk. I said, yeah, in a way I did. Well, at least you had high hopes. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. Always, I always have kind of a fantasy of actually talking to an animal to get, get out a few words. Absolutely. Well, when you, when you call a show, as I do, Talking Animals, you always have a hope that you're going to run into an animal that talks at some yeah. point, somewhere. Yeah. Just a little bit more on, on, on Buck and, and Best in Show, just because, I mean, the, 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 there was a certain kind of... Um, I don't know, amiable buffoonery to, to that character that, that really sort of drove the movie and elevated the film. And I read somewhere where guests, you know, generally, I think, not, not specifically only talking about this film, but just generally uh, the films that you had been in with him, observed that Fred has the, the patent on characters who are comfortable in their stupidity. Uh, what, well, what's, your, what's your view of that assessment? That's just right. That's just right. The, the people know self-realization and uh, yeah. Yeah, I just love that because I think people always like someone like that because it's, uh, you know, if they're angry, uh, you know they're angry. If their feelings are hurt, you know their feelings are hurt. If they're happy, yeah. you know they're happy. Uh, there's no subtext. And, uh, yeah, no pretext. kind of character, I, kind of person I always wanted to be, and I don't think I actually am, but uh, I, I just like those kind of characters. For sure, for sure. So I gathered that, that with so many kinds of TV shows and even films kind of nodding, at least, in the direction of those kind of Christopher Guest mockumentaries, that, that the sense is that there may not be the real McCoy any time, at least in the near future. Is that is that your feeling about this? Is that, uh, what do you mean, that he wouldn't do a, well, a real that, film? Yeah, that, that I guess there's just so many other things kind of floating around in that style these days that maybe he would be less inclined, or, or maybe maybe uh, maybe there is I something in the I think that's exactly right. Now, he just did a series for HBO called Family Tree. It was yeah. eight episodes. Great show, it, it, yeah. It was pretty, yes, it was pretty much that. But I have a feeling the next thing he does might be a little more fully... Uh, each film we've done has been a little more and more scripted, and suddenly, uh, uh, you know, let's turn around and get a reverse angle, which we never did in the first couple ones. It was just grab a shot and maybe do it a second time and move on. Right. So I think he's kind of aiming to do well, maybe, as you say, every show seems to be done that way now. With uh, they shoot the script once and then they say go ahead and ad lib, or or some of them are just let's ad lib for an hour and boil it down to two minutes. Uh, right. Um, I kind of like a, a written script. Um, yeah. A little more because <laughs> uh, you you you, um, you put a couple of actors in a room and tell them to improvise. You know they'll they'll end up a, a mile away from the script. <laughs> right. Uh, he's trying to top each each other. But so I, I like a good written script. And uh, he's got such wonderful ideas and characters. Yeah. And he guides you pretty much as to what you want in each scene, so you don't go off the map. You just um, kind of stay within the scene. And sure. then he'll stop and say okay, don't forget to mention this, or let's take it a little more in that direction, and then uh, shoot it again, and then uh, uh, cut it down. Like in uh, the very first one we did, which is Waiting for Guffman, yeah. I think he filmed about 300 hours and uh, oh my God. Got, it left, got it down to 82, 83 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, as you're saying that, I hadn't really thought about Guffman so much, but as you're saying that, I, I remember vividly uh, there's a certain, just a tiny thing that you did, and I, I don't even know if it amuses anyone else, but where you... Uh, are moving the stool off the stage, 
and you say, I'll strike this. And the classic, classic, like, hey, I know this term, but just barely, so let me me take my best shot, sort of. Yeah, Yeah. trying to impress him, exactly. That's why I did it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so Fred, what, what, uh, you know, speaking of uh, really liking scripts, I mean, uh, I understand you're shooting more episodes of, of Modern Family. Which a couple is really more Modern a... Families, and yeah. um, I'm in the uh, Anchorman Two, which comes out in de- uh, December. Great. Now, Anchorman Two um, is a perfect example. They, they, you do it scripted. Adam McKay has you do it scripted. Yeah. Then he'll run it through a second time, and then he'll say, um, "Now, you know, do whatever you want." Then the fourth time yeah you know, push it a little further and then the fifth time is let's go back to the script and uh then by that time he's got what he wants and um great so i was very pleased to be in uh, included in anchorman too cuz that, that seems to be one of will favorite will ferrell's most popular films absolutely yeah it's just everybody seems to be having a blast you know what so. you say Everyone seems to have a blast when they're making uh, making that oh, one yeah, in particular oh yeah it's, it's like a party i was just there for uh Two days this time, but they just really seem to get along great and, and have a great, uh, a great chemistry. And I'm I, I'm doing some voices in a movie called Planes, Fire, and Rescue. There's one out now, a cartoon, and okay. it'll be part two, which will come out later in the year. Oh, great, great, great! And they even had us improvise some lines on that, but um, that was great. That's a cartoon. It's for uh, Disney cartoons, and uh, nice. you know, I was in Wall-E for Pixar, and I just love everything they do. Yeah, well, yeah, weren't you the only actual person? Or, or yeah, I was the first actual person in, yeah. a, in a Pixar movie. This is, uh, that well, was, no, uh, but I think, yeah, the only one in Wally and 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 maybe all of them, yeah. Yeah. So um, that's, that's bragging rights right there. Yeah, yeah. it was. So, um, so, Fred, at this point, geez, having done zillions of TV shows, films, and things on stage, I mean, what, what, what's your criteria for deciding which which ones you'll say yes to? Well, I kind of I, I kind of think in my mind there's three reasons to say yes. One, if there's an awful lot of money. Okay. Two, if it's a really wonderful part. Or three, if it's a really good friend that calls and said, hey, I'm doing a project. Um, you know, there's no money, but uh, would you help me out? And then right. usually I, you know, like my friend, I'm, I'm referring to Martin Mull or uh, yeah. someone like that or uh, Christopher Guest. Uh, Sure. Yeah, I'm doing this little thing. Would you you say, oh, definitely, definitely to that. And um, uh, usually, the, the thing is, if it's a wonderful, if it's a, it's a, a wonderful role, uh, the money seems to be kind of divided now between the people who make twenty million a show, a movie, and the people who get uh, four thousand dollars a week. So right. It's, um, but you know, one thing leads. I'll do something on stage for a friend. I'll do something a little. Uh, uh, we, we have a, a comedy workshop, a comedy sketch workshop, and I'm doing a couple of sketches for one of the guys in there, which is because he's a very good actor and he's he's a lot of fun and he's a good friend. And then I'm uh, doing Modern Family. Sure. And Modern Family uh, doesn't have much much money, you know. They sold um, they sold the right. My wife don't say it. You know, they sold the rights for six hundred million, but it's still that bone bone dry budget. Oh yeah, okay. Well, because the other thing too, this reminds me of uh, Fred, is that that you know, uh, I think in terms of your your three point criteria, that one thing that seems always really cool is that yeah, well, even if it's not necessarily a friend, but if it's somebody who you seem to really like or be a fan of, I mean, years and years ago when I was still kind of in in the showbiz racket, there was a, a thing, in fact, that I produced that you were nice enough to to do uh, this thing, Todd's Coma with Todd. Todd Glass. I just saw Todd uh, um, at uh, Jeffrey Ross's party two nights ago. Yeah, and again, you know, there was no money, and and but everybody seemed to like the idea and like Todd, and uh, we were so thrilled when this, you know, because there were some cool people that got involved with that, but it was like, yeah, that's great, you know, Ben Stiller, Herb Alpert, whoever. You bet. So we anyone Fred, like that, we you know, get Fred in the crowd like that. We were like blockers, you know. You say yes. It's so funny. Todd was at uh, Jeffrey Ross's birthday party two nights ago. Yeah. And the reason I'm doing um, Modern Family, I love the producers Steve Levitan and Christopher Lloyd. Sure. They produced a series a few years ago called Back to You with uh, Fraser, uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer. Right. And Patty Heaton. And it was such a funny show. And it got interrupted by the strike, and uh, yeah. it didn't get great ratings the first season. We we got one season in, and then they did Modern Family, and I'm so glad that they got a big hit out of it because they're so they're such good writers and such great guys. And yeah, the show is so funny. So I was so so tickled when they 
called and um, and said be part of it. I said, "Oh, you bet." So um, well, it's worked out pretty well with some uh, Emmy nominations uh, here and there. Right. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. So so Fred, we're just probably in the last moment or two of our of our time here, but. But I'd be curious, just because, again, you've done so much for, for so long, and, and again, you know, obviously people are huge fans of yours, but, but what are two or three things, uh, or people even, that have really, really made you laugh in the last, let's say, I don't know, three, three or four weeks, just something in particular that really struck your funny bump? Well, I watched the comedy roast of uh, uh, James Franco, and I thought, I mean, I, I kept it on my TiVo. I played it about three times. It's not my cup of tea, though, doing those shows, but I love to watch them. I see. Uh, and I'm a friend, a good friend of Jeffrey Ross, and they have such funny jokes. Yeah. Um, we're big fans of a comic named Sebastian. Uh, his full name is something like Sebastian Montescala. Oh, right, right, right. Um, he's yeah. extremely funny. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else to make. Dan Natterman, we saw on... Um, oh. This is on Letterman, yeah. Letterman, and he yeah. was very funny. Every once in a while you see when it's... I, it's tough to remember their names, but sure. they're all... Um, yeah. And I'm trying to think who else uh, makes me laugh. My my friend, I was at Second City with Robert Klein. And oh, wow. Yeah. I've kept in touch with him for years. He always makes me laugh. Sure. I, I would never miss one of his, his specials. Yeah. Um, so uh, kind Dave, of across... Dave Attell, I love Dave Attell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so He's great. very rare, and I love him. And, yeah. uh, and Martin Mull, who's got a new series called Dads, and I can't wait to see that. Sure. Yeah, and, speaking of that, uh, I saw he's you. He's always I saw made you... me laugh. I, um, he's great. So um, and I, Yeah, in fact, I saw you tweet about about Dads, and I was going to ask you, you seem to really have taken the Twitter kind of... Uh... Yeah, <laughs> every once in a while I come up with something. Yeah, well, just because just, I noticed just in the last couple of days of your, your feed, like there was one thing where you, you said something like... Uh, Wondering why so many actors on TV don't use the handles on the cups of coffee. Yeah. And it just sat there, and then uh, next thing I know, Harry Shear's weighing in, uh, you know, maybe they're cold, and then you're saying, hmm, I was thinking perhaps motivation, and then uh, Harry Shear says, well, you can't get better motivation than my fingers are freezing. And then you seem to be kind of on this theme, because then there was a separate tweet where he said, um, wondering today why coffee and teacups are only half full in TV and film. Bigger uh -huh. question, why do I wonder? So it uh, seems like you're really having a blast with... with uh... It means I'm probably not that much into the show. Like <laughs> right. they always say on set, if people notice that, then we're in trouble. Right, yeah. If you're uh, into the coffee cup part of it, then uh, I think they may have lost you with the main story. But uh, yeah. All right, Fred, well, let me just let people know one more time that, uh, of course, we've been speaking with Fred Willard and going to be um, reprising the, uh, the Best in Show kind of role at this uh, really wonderful... Uh, Benefit on September 28th, Universal Hilton and Towers Ballroom, and it's for actors and others for animals. And uh, you can find out more if you're in the area and might be able to attend actorsandothersforanimals.com. And they also have a Facebook page, as does Fred. And Fred, of course, is uh, tweeting. So uh, there's all kinds of ways to check out Fred Willard. So thank you, Fred, so much for uh, making the time from Hawaii, no less, to join us. Yeah, uh, thank you. And uh, I appreciate the fact that you're so. Uh knowledgeable about comedy. Thanks. It's a pleasure. Oh, thank you, Fred. All right. Enjoy the rest of your uh, stay there. Aloha. Okay. Aloha. Thanks a lot. All right. Fred Willard on Talking Animals. A couple things that he mentioned I was going to address, but actually got an email that addresses uh, probably the most important one more effectively than I might have. So this is from... Uh, our friend and Talking Animals, longtime Talking Animals supporter, Patricia Masseri, saying in the subject line, Talking Animals, thanks, Fred, but correction regarding Farm Sanctuary. And in the email itself, it says, thanks so much for all Fred's wonderful work as a volunteer for years for Farm Sanctuary. In no way do they propose that it's, quote, unquote, okay to eat meat, all vegan education, and they promote veganism, not factory farm or so-called mythical humane meat. Appreciate all you're doing. We just want to set the record straight regarding Farm Sanctuary. So thanks, Patricia. And um, another email came in uh, along those lines from also a longtime Talking Animal supporter played at uh, all of our uh, musical events, uh, Talking Animals Festival and Talking Animals Music Night, and just a big supporter generally. That's Harry Hayward. And... Uh, uh, he wrote in to say, just a little story, uh, in about 1970, myself and some of my quote-unquote long-haired friends went to a hotel in Clearwater Beach to see a comedy troupe. I think it was Second City, but not sure. We were hippies in blue jeans, and they would not let us into the show. We were sitting in the lobby, greatly disappointed when Fred came out and said, I hear they won't let you guys and girls in. 
He said, follow me, and walked us right into great seats. Great guy, and I never forgot that. Not surprised that he is doing the kind of work he is doing now, Harry. So, absolutely. I mean, uh, Fred Willard, boy, if you know anybody in or out of comedy of any age, virtually, I think, he uh, he's, has tremendous fans and is much beloved, so it was a real treat speaking to him. So thanks again to uh, to Fred. And again, he has a Facebook page and, uh, as I say, uh, tweets regularly, so it might be... Uh, uh, really fun to follow him on Twitter if you're uh, inclined. So, I'm Duncan Strauss. Towards the end of the show, we'll play Name That Animal Tune. The winner will receive a, a pass for a tour of Big Cat Rescue. The sanctuary in Tampa housing more than 100 big cats. We'll do that in a few moments here on Talk Animals. Right now, though, it's time for Animal News and Announcements, a segment we didn't have time for at all last week and, uh, and gave short shrift to the week before. So we feel like we have some catching up to do. In fact, uh, one of the things I want to address right off the top almost is that uh, a month or so from today, there are three major animal events all on the same weekend. And these are just the ones I know of. I mean, there's others going on that weekend too, but uh, this is uh, by which I mean the weekend of October 19th, 20th. Seems very popular for holding these events. So, uh, just getting into them chronologically, how they uh, f- unfold uh, on that very weekend. The fourth annual Tampa Bay Veg Fest. Tampa Bay Area's only vegetarian vegan festival makes its return Saturday, October 19th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's going to be held uh, again at Cotanchobee Fort Brook Park. It's uh, presented by Florida Voices for Animals in honor of the 31st annual observation uh, observance, sorry, uh, World Farm Animal Day. So it'll feature uh, local restaurants with vegetarian and vegan food, live music, fun and games for kids, healthy living and eco-friendly exhibitors, info on local nonprofits, animal adoptions, cooking demonstrations, films, and well-known national and local guest speakers. Those speakers include Jane Velez Mitchell, uh, Dr. Neil Bernard, founder of PCRM, Dr. Milton Mills, Ellen Jaffe Jones, others, and the films include, I think, Vegucated, one that uh, we at WNF showed, and uh, Bethany's story and the Paw Project, which uh, we had Dr. Jennifer Conrad on talking about that uh, not too long ago. So, um, anyways, lots of cool things to look forward to at VegFest. Then uh, later that same weekend, though, the next day, it's the 13th annual Stride for Strays. And uh, this year they have expanded greatly in terms of where they're holding it. This is put on by the Animal Coalition of, of Tampa, and they're holding it at Raymond James Stadium this year. From 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on uh, on October 20th, there's the, th- the 3K dog walk, but there's so many other uh, cool things, including uh, great vendors. There'll be uh, entertainment, live entertainment events for the whole family, including dock diving, the doggy fun zone, live music, craft beer patio. Uh, special guest Veronica Clinton from Bay News 9 will be on hand to MC the uh, pet contest and much, much more. So, uh, again, a great, uh, great fundraiser there and a great... Uh, um, event and uh, big, 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 big venue. Wow. So actampa.org for more information on Stride for Strays. And then later that weekend on Sunday night, October 20th at 6 p.m., Dogma, Pet Rescue, and others are uh, presenting Fashion, Feathers, and Fur. And that's a fashion show featuring adoptable dogs, live entertainment orders, silent live auctions, etc. at Keel and Curly Winery in Plant City. Again, on October 20th, proceeds benefit Dogma Pet Rescue, Florida Parrot Rescue, Second Chance Boxer Rescue. For uh, information and tickets uh, for that, you can go to fashionfeathersandfur.com. Now, among the news items we didn't get to uh, recently was... There's cool development uh, uh, last week regarding online puppy mills that will now finally be subject to uh, federal inspections and oversight. So the U.S. Department of Agriculture announced plans to ensure that large-scale breeding facilities that sell puppies over the Internet by phone or by mail are licensed and inspected regularly for basic humane care standards. And this uh, this rule will now also apply to... Uh, uh, large commercial breeders of other warm-blooded pets, such as kittens and small mammals. Huge, huge step in the right uh, right direction there. Saw this uh, a couple places, including uh, from the AP, headlined, uh, New-, New York rules pet cemeteries can bury human ashes. New regulations will allow New York animal lovers to spend eternity with their pets. 
The Daily News reported that officials have finalized rules allowing pet cemeteries to accept the cremated remains of humans. The cemeteries can bury pet owners' ashes as long as they don't charge a fee for it and don't advertise human burial services. New York's Division of Cemeteries put a halt to human burials at pet cemeteries in, in, in 2011 after an Associated Press story about the practice that later relaxed the ban on a limited basis and began working on permanent rules. Ed Martin, owner of the 117-year-old Hartsdale Pet Cemetery in Westchester County, says he gets five or six requests a year from human, humans who want to have their ashes buried with their pets. Now, in terms of some of the things going on uh, in Colorado, one thing that's uh, a little uh, off what you, you might think, as Coloradans begin to rebuild in the areas impacted by the flooding disaster, a few of the hairier residents seem to be enjoying a dip in the rainwater left behind. The heavy rains that caused a federal emergency declaration for the state spared the 110 grizzly bears, 56 lions, and 70 tigers at the Colorado Wild Animal Sanctuary in Kenisburg. 722-acre sanctuary is located about 30 miles northeast of Denver. In fact, the founder and executive director of the Wild Animal Sanctuary, Pat Craig, told the Huffington Post that the animals were doing great and were even enjoying the water. The bears have so much body fat that they float out there pretty well, Craig told the Denver Post. It's pretty funny to see them floating along. So they uh, posted uh, that sanctuary on Facebook if you want to see some of those uh, animals in action enjoying uh, what is otherwise not... uh, all that enjoyable, obviously, uh, situation there. More locally here, Pasco County Animal Services uh, has a great opportunity for you to adopt animals for uh, unbelievably reasonable cost uh, through the end of this month. So uh, low adoption rates for cats and dogs, and they come uh, spayed, neutered, with shots, microchipped, etc. So again, just um, the, uh, through the balance of the month, and you can find out more by going to pascocountyfl.net. And we mentioned this once before, but I think it uh, bears mentioning in just because it may help people now and later. Owners of dogs with cancer are being urged to take part in a study of a new treatment that offers hope veterinarians and dog owners in Georgia and Florida who believe their dog could qualify for the free cancer study should visit www.petcancercare.com. Treatments manage cancer in dogs with no side effects. So you can uh, visit that website to find out more. All right, I'm Duncan Strauss. And you're listening to Talking Animals, where the show website is TalkingAnimals.net. It's time to proceed to name that animal tune. This is a giveaway. You do not need to be a WNF member to win. And there will be a prize, a pass for a tour of Big Cat Rescue, the uh, sanctuary in Tampa, housing more than 100 cats of the uh, lion, tiger, and other variety. So uh, to the first person who calls in the correct title of this animal song to 813-239-9663. It's named that animal tune, Talking Animals. got uh, folks calling in left and right. Let's take them in the order they came in. Uh, hi, you're on Talking Animals. Can you name that animal hey, tune? I, I sure can. It's Shock the Monkey by Peter Gabriel. Wow, all right. That's the com- full and complete and accurate answer. Congratulations. You are our winner. What is your first name? Destiny. Stephanie? Destiny. Oh, Destiny. Sorry. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, Destiny. Well, um, uh, we will uh, get your uh, information and get you set up with uh, a pass to go take a tour of Big Cat Rescues. So congratulations. Thanks for listening. I'll come, I'll come back and get your info in a bit. All right. Thanks. Okay, folks, we do, uh, we do have a winner. And um, so I think we're uh, going to uh, work in another animal song. It's a nice treat. We've had some very squeezed shows of late, so it's nice to uh, get all the news, hit an extra animal song, etc. So this is Johnny Capes. And the four horsemen of the Apocalypso with an animal song called the Donkey Song. Talking Animals. Talking Animals. 
the donkey hop Late at night and it wake me pop Park the mountain and start to wail Take a knife and take donkey tail Now and I go take donkey out I can hear all the children jump Say whoa, take a look at the donkey Tied up onto the rail Let's go down the donkey That donkey he got no tail Everyone, they put donkey down. Then we stop off and get some food. Waitress then start to act in rude. That girl now, she ain't got no class. Say she now serving no jackass. So instead of eating my lunch, I give her the old donkey punch. Say, Whoa, take a look at the donkey. Tied up on the rail. Let's put it down the donkey. That donkey, he got no tail. Get mad, I find out the chef is her dad To make things even worse for me Her husband is the deputy So real quick out of town we get Riding off into the sunset Now the donkey's my only friend You stay with me until the end Say whoa, take a look at the donkey Eating oats from his tail Let's put it down the donkey That donkey, he got no tail Johnny Cakes and the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypso with the Donkey Song. Great, fun band. They played at the Talking Animals Music Nights. We had a while back at New World Brewery, and they played that song. And, of course, they played their set in various animal regalia, being uh, sort of the way that Johnny Cakes does things. So, anyways, just nice to hear them again. All right, so I'm Duncan Strauss. You're listening to Talking Animals, where the show website is talkinganimals.net. We have just about reached the end uh, of today's edition of the show. Be back next Wednesday, September 25th, when my uh, guest will be Vicki Kilmer, a uh, director with Best Friends Animal Society, who will discuss the No More Homeless Pets Conference that Best Friends has been uh, organizing annually since 2001, but for the first time, it will be held in Jacksonville, Florida, coming up October 10th through 13th. So I hope you'll join us for that next Wednesday. I also hope you'll uh, visit our uh, website at TalkingAnimals.net where we uh, make available all sorts of information as well as archives and podcasts of past Talking Animals programs. We also have a link to the Talking Animals Facebook page, our Twitter feed and more. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. It's all found at TalkingAnimals.net and again I hope you'll uh, support Talking Animals as soon as you can, it's so helpful, uh, just uh, it's immensely helpful to get uh, pledges and support way before the fund drive. So if you could go to our tip jar and help us out now, 25 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever you can swing, so helpful. So thanks for doing that. Uh, speaking of thanks, my thanks to Maria Oliver for production assistance with the Fred Willard interview. I'm Duncan Strauss. Thanks very much for listening. Have a good week. Be kind to animals. Be kind to others. Be kind to yourself. We're closing out today's show with an animal song from Mike Snow. In fact, it's called Animal. And that's on WMNF, Tampa, Brandon, Clearwater, Largo, Wikiwachi, and beyond. Thanks for listening. Speak with you again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. on Talking Animals. Thanks.